Hi, Mom. Hi, Megs. Welcome back to our podcast, What's Your Take? We are a mother-daughter duo. And we're discussing all the things. Okay, so Maggie, how's your week been? Um, My week has been good. It's been busy, but good. Working a lot and... When I'm not working, I'm sleeping or eating. <laughs> How's you, your week been? It's been busy. What have um, you been up to? Well, I had the opportunity to attend a counselor tour down at Fort Lewis College in Durango. And I loved the experience of driving down to Durango, visiting the college. As you know, it's one of my favorite things to do as a, col- as a school counselor. Um, I was able to catch up with one of our alumni who attended the high school but I have to tell you a story. So while I was visiting the campus, there were about 20 of us from different states visiting. And I thought on Friday when the event ended, I thought, well, I'm going to go check out, while I'm in this part of the state of Colorado, I'm going to go check out Telluride on the way home. And um, one of the counselors from New Mexico, Arizona, I'm not sure where she was from, she said, oh, you know, Telluride is wonderful, but you should check out Uray. And I thought, okay, let me see where that is. How do you spell Uray? You spell it actually O-U-R-A-Y, but you pronounce it Uray. Mm-hmm. And she said, while you're, you know, take a drive up to Uray. It'll be beautiful. It's great weather. She said, just be careful driving. And I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, oh, no, never mind. It'll, the pass will be open. Sometimes it's closed in the winter. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Because in Colorado, we get a lot of snow. So I looked at the map, and she recommended this place called... I think it's called something like the Western Hotel of Uray. So I booked it on booking.com. And I took off, and it was about an, order, an hour and 48 minutes, I think, on my Google map. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving, and it's a beautiful, beautiful scenery through Colorado. I mean, this is Colorado with the rugged mountains everywhere, but I'm driving up to a higher elevation. And you call, you phoned me during that time, too, and I was, in a, I was approaching a town called Silverton, which as I was talking to you on the phone, I said, Maggie, this looks like it's out of a Hollywood set, like an old Western mm-hmm. town. And it was really cool. So I just quickly passed through Silverton, kept heading north to Uray, again, over many passes. And I have to say, just talking about this drive, it was probably one of the most frightening drives I've ever done in and my life. On, and you were on the phone with Well, me. I was on the phone with you when I was in the town of Silverton. Mm. I wasn't driving along the pass because there's no way I could have done it. So it's two lanes, like one lane each way, switchbacks through the mountains, no guardrails. And I was, my palms were sweaty. And actually, they're sweating right now as I'm talking about this. <laughs> and I, yes. and I, when I was in Silverton, I think I told you, oh, I'd love to take you back here. And the same thing with Uray, gorgeous western towns in Colorado. I went over three passes. Each elevation, I think, was at least 11,000 or Mm 12,000. And the scary part, no guardrails. So, you know, oh, the other thing the counselor told me from this state, New Mexico, Arizona, she said, oh, don't worry, you'll be on the mountain side of the highway, meaning when you're on a two-lane highway, one each way, you might hug the mountain in one direction, and the other direction, you're on the edge with the drop-off. And I, I was not hugging the mountain. I was on the edge. I'm so 
This is like frightening revisiting. So you wouldn't recommend this to anyone? I, you know what? The hard part is those two towns were amazing. They were gorgeous, so unique. They had Jeep tours when you got there. Lots of hot natural spas when you go there. The hard part is, hard part is, is that the only way to get there is by driving along this, it's called the Million Dollar Highway. Mm. And even when I got, so I finally get to Uray. I, she also recommended checking out this, these hot natural springs, these hot spas. So I walk along, it's just one block in the town, really safe, very touristy. I go check out this one hot spring and it's in a cave. I was like, I can't do this cave thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the hot springs, but I'm like, oh, I need something more open. I feel claustrophobic. really claustrophobic. So I went back to the hotel that she recommended. Oh my gosh. I did not sleep at all at night. I should show you a picture. The hotel was called the Old Historic Hotel. It needed paint job on the outside. Fine. I can deal with that. Walk in, really rustic, kind of like um, a youth hostel, very dirty, Yeah. Um, really steep stairs to go up to my room. You share a bathroom with others. The walls are paper thin, so I could hear everyone just even walking down the hallway. Nice. And I walk in, my the bedroom smelled, and there was a window that opened. And it didn't even open to the outside. It actually opened out to like a shaft that was built alongside of the hotel. Oh, and so luckily I had my sleeping bag in the car, and I did not even feel comfortable sleeping underneath the covers. I got my sleeping bag, and I slept on top of the bed in my sleeping bag. And I called Dad, and I was kind of emotional and I think it was because of that drive. And so I Googled it when I got home. I'm like, why was I so upset with that drive? I've driven around Colorado before. Yeah. It, when I looked at the Google, it said it's one of the most dangerous highways in the country because of the switchbacks and because there's no guardrail. Nice. So I yeah, I would love to have you visit, but I'm afraid to go back to some. Nice. I know. And Silverton and Uray are gorgeous. And it's just, you know, it's probably just me, honestly. Uh, I don't think it's just you when it's one of the most dangerous highways. I, I know. But it's like, how can how can, else can we get to visit these city, these towns again? Because they're absolutely amazing to look cool. at. Fly. And sure enough, Silverton, I think I mentioned this already, but they did film Hollywood movies in hmm. Silverton. Hmm. Old Westerns. And I looked at that as well. So great mining towns. Anyway, that was my weekend. Yikes. And you um, went alone, not with Dan. No, I went alone, and it was fine. I'm driving. I'm fine driving alone and everything. But that was that was great. Fort Lewis was a wonderful. It is a wonderful campus. I really liked that college, liberal arts college. Then yesterday, I was invited to a meet and greet for a man named David Ortiz. Anyway, I was invited to a, um, a politician who's running for a seat in Littleton, and he is a veteran. He um, grew up in Littleton. I was invited over to someone's house, and he I really enjoyed that experience of meeting a politician who wants to run for house here in Colorado. Did you ask him to be on the podcast? Um, <laughs> I think he, he would do a great job. Actually, I was really impressed with his platform. Hey, he's really personable. I really wish him the best. Um, so that was that was my week. Wow. That was my few days, actually, but not my whole week, but that um, was the past. So what about you, Maggie? Um, I didn't have a crazy story like that this week, which I guess no news is good news, but I really like the weather now. It's cooling down a little here in Denver, I guess all Colorado, but beautiful fall weather. Yeah. Beautiful fall weather. Just, um, there's some good fall weather. What else? I like you gave me, was it Nana's bike? Oh, yeah. An old Schwinn. Your mom's. 19, oh, it must be 1958 bicycle. Mm-hmm. A red Schwinn. 
my mother's bicycle. I, I actually remember that bicycle my mother would ride around our neighborhood when yeah. we were growing up as kids. Yeah, so I go on, there's a lake right near my house, and... What's the name of the lake? Sloan's Lake. Uh-huh. For anyone in Denver, go mm-hmm. visit it. Beautiful um, lake. You might see me on, on my a red bike, bike. red swing bike. But I've been just doing laps around there and working out and getting my life together in a sense, you know? Good. Well, you seem really happy with your new job. And yes. Uh, um, lots of opportunities, seems like. It's a company yeah. out of Canada. I want yeah. to talk about something that's been in the news, hmm. if that's okay. Sure. When I was at Fort Lewis, um, the students there were saying that many students left campus to go attend the climate protest in mm-hmm. Durango. And I thought, yes, I've been reading about this. And I, I was wondering what your thoughts were about, Feb- um, let's see, September 20th was a day I think in New York City there was a huge turnout mm-hmm. of protesters to looking protests. at um, trying to. <laughs> She's currently reaching. She tried to do it so nonchalant to reach down for this magazine. But mom is really good at doing her homework for each episode. I must say I took a nap before this, but you're I, good at yeah. You like homework. So I was really interested when I wanted to learn more about, okay, what exactly I understand the issues around climate change. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I was really interested to find out what the climate strike protesters were actually demanding. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear what you think, Maggie, and your friends. Of, are you, do you discuss this? Is this something that's come up? Because I think it's this past Friday was a day in New York where there were many protesters who went into the city, I believe. All cities, all over, I believe. Yeah. Not just New York. They had one in Denver, too. Yeah. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, they had one in Denver as well. I thought you mentioned that one of the stores even closed down. Yeah, Lush, the bath bomb store. You know, they sell bath bombs and other face yeah. masks. They closed down for the strike. To support the strike mm-hmm. in Denver. Yeah. Wow. So it, it looks like there are three main demands. And the first is that they want immediate an immediate end of the extraction and consumption of fossil fuels. The second is they want uh, workers and frontline communities and those who are responsible for the climate crisis to be transitioning into renewable energy. And then the third, they ask for accountability from fossil fuel executives. And what I was really impressed with was, we've heard this name of this young woman, she's 15 or 16, Greta Greta Thunberg. from T-H-U-N-B-E-R-G. Mm-hmm. She's from Sweden. She started a school strike in Sweden. To draw attention to the climate crisis, and then since then her message has spread. Young people across the world, around the world, are you know following in her path, striking yeah. and marching to make it clear to adults mm-hmm. and decision makers that this is serious. S- yes, this is serious. And what I was really impressed with when I read in Time magazine is that. In late August, she landed in the U.S. after a 15-day boat trip across the Atlantic, and she has plans for a months-long tour of the Americas and wanting to leave a zero-carbon footprint. Mm. She really walks the talk, doesn't she? She really practices what she preaches Mm -hmm. as far as her beliefs. So is this something that I'm kind of curious because I wasn't at school last week. I wasn't sure if any of the high school students did any kind of protesting 
themselves. Has this come up with your friends or coworkers? I mean, I think a lot of my friends that day were working because it was during a weekday, right? Mm -hmm. Friday, Thursday. Yeah. So obviously through social media, that's where people see a lot and are posting. And I think it's just an awareness obviously is important as well as, you know, participating in these things if you can. But I think it's also... I was just talking to a client at work and she was saying how she works for Colorado and the environment or some company, but maybe we'll have her on the podcast in the future. But she was just saying how, if we all do an okay job of protecting the environment, like, you know what I mean? If one of us takes one small step, if we all just at least say, um, I'm trying to think how, well, like I know it's a pet peeve for all of you, but I love hanging our clothes out on the, on the line in the summertime and it stays yeah. on the heat of the dryer. And I know our neighbors probably don't like the look of the clothes, Damn. but I love uh, the towels are kind of cardboardy after I bring them in. Yeah, the towels are stiff, but I make, I feel like sunshine, Colorado, let's just dry these clothes yeah. quickly. So I feel like it's kind of doing my part. I know I'm not well, perfect yeah. in every way. And if everyone does like a little bit, I think it's just being aware that if we really don't take care of this earth, that's pretty terrifying. I know. Like, I'm kind of terrified in the future to have kids. Obviously, that's many years ahead, but I don't want to bring kids into this world if it's going to be destroyed, to be honest. I mean, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's an issue that's, well, it's definitely on the forefront of the debates. Yeah. And it's really important. So I want to ask, where do you get your, where do you and your friends get your news source? Mm. Um. What is your source of news? Honestly, when I was in high school, the news would give me so much anxiety. So it kind of just became, maybe it's kind of a bad habit that I don't really stay updated. I'll be the first to admit it. But, oh no, I like to read Time Magazine sometimes. Yeah. So you'll... Also, I would say like, although it's not maybe the most valid source, social media, it gives you that... I find if there's something on social media, I see like this girl, Greta, I've seen different things. So then I research it more. Yeah. So you it's dig just, deeper yeah. once you see a topic. I think sometimes seeing all the news and, you know, man arrested for da da da, it's like, that's just kind of wears on me, to yeah. be honest. But maybe that's just me being ignorant. No, I, I don't think, I think that's a really good point because sometimes it, we question what is being fed to us and what is it that sells. What do viewers want to see or read about? And I and I like what you're saying is that maybe you'll get a clip from something on social media or someone posts something. Mm-hmm. I know our, your cousin posts things um, that I really like what she's posting in terms of equity and white privilege and being aware yeah. of that. And and so once once we get we see a posting on anything, whether mm-hmm. it's this climate crisis or any topic that's happening we dig deeper and then yeah. we we ask others what you know what are your thoughts on this who what do you think is happening and so that's really what it we can do with yeah and i think it's also not being afraid to like for me on social media if i post something on my story and i'm worried oh maybe say it's something political or um you know, different things. It's just not being afraid to express your opinion, express your opinion. And if someone unfollows you for it, fine. Goodbye. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing to post about. Yeah. When people go on rants on Facebook about political stuff, it's like, okay, no, but no, but I don't think it's, um, I think whatever you believe in not being afraid to at least 
you know, because you never know someone who clicks on the post might dig deeper. They Mm -hmm. might feel more inspired. I don't know. What am I trying to say here? Do you know what I mean? And I'm also curious about any of your thoughts on those who go out and do a protest or or do a march. Is that something that your you or your friends have ever thought about? Is there a cause mm-hmm. that you think you would take time off? I know sometimes we don't always have the luxury to take time yeah. off from work. We just can't. But we can support in other ways. Yeah, and- I definitely think... Um- the march is something I probably would have wanted to participate in, but I don't think obviously that's the only way, you know, as I was saying, everyone can do their part of being environmentally aware, whether it's recycling, taking shorter showers, looking at the products you use, maybe you don't have to fully like, obviously I like fashion and stuff and there's some fast fashion out there and I'm not saying my wardrobe is fully all from just thrift and secondhand, but it is incorporating, I always try to incorporate, you know, different pieces that it's, you know, secondhand or I'll sell my clothes to Buffalo Exchange's shop instead of, well, obviously, I don't know if people do that, throw away their clothes, but just donate. Yeah, we've always done that when we were younger, but um, just kind of. Well, I think being mindful also on what we use. And yeah. our different resources. So we would love to hear how you guys, um, what are different ways you feel that you are, quote unquote, saving the earth. But I think it's a serious thing that everyone is finally kind of like enough is enough. The whole Amazon rainforest, yeah. it was the fire, in the, the fire in the rainforest. That kind of, it's sad that these natural disasters and stuff have to happen for us to kind of realize it. But yeah. I think taking time to read the news or read an article, just one little piece, which I'd like to, again, doing a shout-out to Time Magazine, their latest issue, but they actually, one whole section is titled The Women Who Will Save the World, Women Power. Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) Who are some of the women? There's a whole, there's several of them, but I would like this one piece. This reality was recognized by the Paris Agreement, which specifically included the global need to further empower women in climate decision-making. So I really admire this young girl Greta who's taking making a difference yeah, and taking sure. a stance she's only 15 which is yeah wild. that's amazing um also I think through this podcast it's kind of cool that we can I mean obviously this isn't a news source we're not a news right we're not a news if podcast if you guys ever have a current event you want us to discuss on yeah. let us know I think with politics and stuff sometimes that's we, we don't want to isolate it. We, you know, we like to be open-minded. Yeah, we don't want to isolate, you know, people. It's a free country. Right, freedom of speech. Um, but I think it's also just being, this might sound so cliche, but just a humanitarian. Human. Yeah, being good humans. Just being. Knowledgeable. Yeah, and just being, even like, I'm not vegetarian. I used to be, but... Um, I like my chicken nuggets, but (laughs) no, but I think, um, we do a good job of not consuming a ton of meat. I think it's all in moderation. And again, everyone just does what they can to help. It's better than say three people doing everything they can. Right. Then just, you know, if you can think of one thing a day that you do to help the earth. Right. And to be the best human you can be. Yes. 
Hmm. We'll have a whole episode on that. Try to be the best human. Well, the other piece this week when I was on my long road trip, I started getting into audiobooks, Mags, and I Hmm. never really embraced the audiobook concept as much, but this year I've been doing that quite a bit because I've been driving here. Yeah. And there's one book, oh, some of the listeners may have already read it. I can't remember the author's name, but it's called Where the Crawdads Sing. Mm. Oh, What's it about? It's a young girl and her life in North Carolina back in the 1950s, but the writer does a really great job where describes the scenery or the emotions around this young mm-hmm. girl and her family and her mother walks away from the family and it sounds like it was a dysfunctional family. Mm. And, but the way the author describes the little girl sitting on the porch watching her mother walk away just brought tears to my eyes. Where was her mom going? Just she left the family. She like literally oh, walked geez. away. I'm sorry. Is it a true story? No, it's a fiction. No, but I mean, that's happening. But they're probably, obviously. yeah, sorry. It happens in the first few minutes, so I'm not giving a spoiler. <laughs> but then the other book that I just downloaded and it I sent to all of you is the family um the Netflix series that Chelsea Handler has mm. put out. And I know you haven't had a chance to watch it yet. and But Dad watched it, and it's, um, oh, I forgot the title of it now. I could look it up. But it's her recent one. I know. I, I that's a white, so she talks about white privilege, and it's a white person's problem. Let's see, what what's the title of it? And I, I Chelsea Handler is a she's fantastic funny. comedian, and she's fairly edgy. And, you know, some people may get turned off with her style and her humor but i really appreciate her running this documentary so it's called hello privilege it's me chelsea and you recommend it i thought she did a fantastic job when she talks about how it's a white a white person's problem Mm -hmm. the white privilege and it's just i appreciate um i appreciate her doing the documentary and so dad watched and he really liked it Mm. The other book I downloaded, White Like Me by Tim Wise. And so it's reflections on race from a privileged son. Mm. And I think it's really important for us to be aware of, yeah. of you know, what we are born into. Um, some things we aren't even aware of our privilege. Sometimes we aren't always aware of our privilege. And to be aware is number one. Mm-hmm. I think that's what, whatever's happening in the news and the week in our society. And I think... Making a commitment to doing what you can, what I can, I'll use my I statements, um, to stay informed on yeah. topics, do the yeah, best I can sure. with it. Um, this is kind of, I mean, speaking of Netflix, but I watched, well, I watched the Dave Chappelle, the latest. Have you seen his stand-up on Netflix? I, I actually have. Did you like it? There were pieces of it that I could have done without. I also appreciate he's a very intelligent man yeah and i understand it, it it's comedy it's humor i i worry about humor when it mocks or makes fun of others yeah so i don't like that part of it i can see through it i know he's an entertainer yeah i also know he was trying to send some messages in between his i don't know yeah, I know. That's interesting. We saw him live, but... Yeah. What did you think? I thought it was good, but yeah, I can definitely see people being a little sensitive. Crit- critical. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess comedians get a lot of critiques, but, you know. Yeah. I thought it was... I mean, I didn't really have an issue with it, but again, he wasn't... I don't know. There were, yeah, we there were some talk, parts... We can talk about it. We're allowed I know. to. There were some parts... I don't remember all of it, to be honest, because I was not listening, but some parts were 
derogatory toward women. And I didn't appreciate that. He made some comments about related to abortion and yeah. it's a woman's right body but then he says accept but blah, 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 blah. And, yeah you know yeah that's supposed to be the funny part of it but some people i worry that some who are listening to a comedian i don't know take it on too much and align themselves yeah. with their views when they don't see it as they're just trying to be funny so i don't know i i'm kind of 50-50 on him. I yeah. see him. I see him as an intelligent man, and I know he's entertaining or trying to be entertaining. Um, a show I've been watching is, but it's uh, unbelievable on I Netflix. I don't know that one. What's that about? Um, it's like about these women detectives again. Go women, um, detecting different rape cases that happens all in the same. They think it's the same guy. I'm not Ooh. finished with it yet, so no one tell me. But it's good, and it's, I don't know. I think it's a huge, um, also TV and movies and media are definitely, I think it's an interesting time in life where there's different issues portrayed in even fiction or different shows, documentaries, music. Mm-hmm. You know, I think point. everyone's trying to express their beliefs and shed light on different issues. Yep, that's a really good in point. In entertainment and um yeah so it's a really good show if anyone wants to watch it but good i said on a lighter note but it's not really it's a good show it's It's definitely there's some you know it's not a fully light like if you want to watch a lighter show go to new girl the office right i am looking forward to seeing downton abbey (laughs) talk about a lighter note and i really want to see the goldfinch movie and i'm a little disappointed it got some ratings that are that were lower than what i thought the i loved the book i love the novel I thought so. I I'm not. Not look at the ratings before. I know movies. I shouldn't do that, but now yeah. I already have a preconceived notion of what the movie is going to be about. Mm-hmm. So, hey, um, and I just was wondering if at any point, if any of our listeners wanted to just, I love the messages we've been getting, and we'll give it a chance to talk about from last episode oh, yeah. some of the feedback. But getting back to our topic of sort of the climate protest yeah. and other issues that you feel passionate about, and you would like to just spread the word have us give a shout out mm-hmm. how you as a listener try to reduce your carbon footprint try to be mindful of the environment what you do to try to make a difference mm-hmm. in your world yeah. whatever the topic is i'd really be interested in hearing yeah. that and i think our goal for this podcast is to only inspire and be a source of i guess you could say inspiration or education or i don't know but um that being said, oh shoot, my phone just dropped. Oh, is it it's okay. You know, I have the otter box. Um, and then mom and I are off to LA in a few months. I don't I know hope. if I can say that. Yeah. yeah. For her birthday, I got us tickets. Well, to be determined. We need to figure out a date. Tickets to LA. So we have a few guests we're going to have on the podcast. Um, but if you're out there listening and know of someone slash think you might want to be a guest, DM us, send us an email um i have all the information about where you can find us in the description yeah of our podcast so yeah this episode is kind of just us catching up taking a breath from i would say serious issues but we still talked about some yeah we did talk about some big ones and i'm i think what i love about feedback we've been getting from our listeners is it's spurring it's sparking some conversation which is really 
But I like, I'm, I look forward to this time we get together, Maggie. I know. And it's so nice. I've had, I feel like for many years now, my only platform has been through photos or photography or filtered. And it's just so nice to have a voice. And, you know, when we hear comments, like it sparked a conversation with my mom or with my family or, you know, it's, we're very lucky to be able to do this. Yeah. And I know we, we are you fortunate all for listening. Right. Seriously. It's been- the question I was really proud of myself for figuring, well, you showed me, Maggie, you sent me a screenshot or a video of how to post that question. People do sometimes on their Instagram story. Yeah. I had no idea how to do it. No, so you sent me a little video and then I figured it out. So I posted the question, share your embarrassing interview story. And I did get one reply, which makes me feel like, am I, are Maggie and I the only ones out there besides this third person who's ever had an embarrassing, come on, all you listeners, let's be real. We know you've had it. We'll we'll allow you to still post different stories, even if the podcast was, you know, from a while ago. But anyway, this one was to the question, um, embarrassing interview story. And this person replies, one time I got nervous and blanked out and stopped Stop talking for what felt like hours. That is the worst feeling when you blank and you freeze and you just help, help, yeah. bring school, the words. In school when I had a presentation, especially in high school, I used to like literally choke. Oh. Like I would be like. Cough, cough. Choke, no, choke. no, no. So say I'm doing a presentation on Benjamin Franklin. I'd be like, so Benjamin Franklin. And just kind of like swallow gulp. and gulp and then keep going. Um, so what about your, the questions for oh, yes. your, from your, so then on what's your take pod or Instagram, follow us, shout out. Um, I asked, what do you say when someone asks, what's your biggest weakness? And here are some of our favorite responses, not favorite, but the responses. Someone said, I overthink everything. That's a good week, you know, cause that won't hinder you from a job. Right. Um, one said I'm too competitive. It's definitely a negative, but can definitely, or, but can also be a positive. Turn into a positive. Yep. That's a good one. Then someone said, I never say no when people ask me to do something. So my plate is always too full. Yeah. Which they see as a weakness, but boy, wouldn't you want someone to work for you? That yeah. Right. They would never but then they no. said, but then I turn it back into my biggest strength that I have everything on my plate done. So that's they're good. just, I'd hire them. I yeah. have to say, uh, last night, your father listened to this last podcast on, you know, interviews or careers and yeah. the job search. And he was a little bit concerned with um, how he was presented because his take was that, if you, if you recall, that he really believed in you all going into a store or a, a workplace to Get a ask paper. for a paper application. And he said, and in, in the podcast, I said, dad, we don't do that. Yeah. And he said, well, don't you remember when I told Charles to go get a job at Jimmy John's? And he said, dad told Charles, just drive over there and go in. And so Charles did. And he came home with a job. Yes. But I also said in the podcast <laughs> that it is good going in. I'm just saying in this new digital age. Yeah. But he was, he, he felt like, hey, wait a minute. I was just, yeah. just just there and so dad if you're listening yeah sorry he'll be listening yeah um okay well thank you all for listening let us know how you what is it increase the carbon footprint no decrease decrease the carbon <laughs> how do you definitely in- want to edit that one out 
<laughs> we don't want to increase our carbon footprint. That'd be funny. I might like, keep it in. No. <laughs> it's okay. Um, anyway. And yeah, thank you for listening yeah. again. Uh, follow us on What's Your Take Pod on Instagram. Oh, and I want to do a shout out. For who? So next summer we do oh, have yeah. in our family, your cousin, Megan, is Woo-hoo. marrying Ethan in Portland, Oregon, August 1st, 2020. Yesterday we heard some exciting news that Jake... Her brother, your cousin, Lindsay's brother, and Andrea got engaged. So more weddings. Let's be and Fred, my sister and brother-in-law. You have a lot ahead of you (laughs) in the next year or two. Yeah. So we were. I did talk to B about getting on sometime and talking about how does she stay organized. Yeah, wedding planning. Yeah. Gee, that would be a good topic. Okay. Have a great week, everyone. Yeah. Happy Wednesday when they all listen to it. Remember. Thanks for coming over, Megs. Love you. Thanks for having me, Mom. Okay. Okay. Bye bye.